His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Our executive producer, Jim Mann, evidently he's keeping an eye on the streets today. Yeah, we thought we found Rob Dempsey, but it turns out it was not. It was Joseph Cooper who was driving at 100 mile an hour on I-95. Just to let you know, I don't drive <laughs> 100 mile an hour oh, anywhere. Well, you get warmed up. You get past that, right? No, not in a car. Okay. Oh, you run that fast. Sure. <laughs> sure. Excellent. Well, this was not a, a good thing. He's in a. He was in his little BMW and uh, going I-95. So I'm sure he was doing the speed limit. Totally, you know, maybe a little under. However, he kept accelerating until he realized he's at 100 miles an hour and his pedal was stuck. No. Pedal was stuck. Yeah, he couldn't get it to slow down. And so he calls uh, 911, and uh, this is what he said. You have no idea why it could be stuck? No, ma'am, I do not. Are you able to get your vehicle in neutral? No. Have you tried the emergency brakes? Yeah, ma'am, I'm not pulling that at no 100 miles an hour. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. that? We tried rolling out of your car. <laughs> Have you tried crashing into something? <laughs> yeah. So this, it's amazing he didn't hit anything or anybody, which is a good thing. But the uh, state troopers caught up with him. They love going fast anyway. Mm -hmm. And they put out those strips and, you know, blew his tires out. Oh, so that's how they got him. So I was wondering. And all the traffic behind him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, and so, yeah, he finally slowed down, but it was still just riding on its rims, so they did what they love to do also, the pit maneuver. What does that mean? Don't you watch TV? But the cop comes up behind, and they kind of, like, nudge the back end of the car and turns it to its side. Wow, it's yeah. like a movie. Yeah, and they got it to finally stop. Wait, isn't that movie Speed? Isn't this the premise of that? Whoa. Remember that movie? Did the guy jump in a bus and then <laughs> yes. go to an air, uh, uh, airline strip? Yes. <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. It's been a rough week, hasn't it? I mean, Valentine's was supposed to be something special, and then we get all that news of what happened at that school in Florida. It became really heavy. Well, our encouraging word today just kind of puts it all where it should be, and that's what we need to do to rely on God for everything. Isaiah 33 and verse 2, be our strong arm each day in our salvation in times of trouble. I hope that helps you out today. Isaiah 33 verse 2, that's our hashtag encouraging word. Mornings with his morning crew. I don't know how plugged in you are to the Winter Olympics. I'm not. I don't. I haven't watched one thing. Really? I'm sorry. I haven't either. Curling. <laughs> Curling is Jim's Every thing. Every time I turn it's it on, jam. they're sweeping something. I did see something about the Swiss skier, uh, Fabian Bosch. Bosch? I think he said. See, I'm not in the Olympics. Mm. I don't even know how to pronounce the last guy's, uh, the, the guy's last name. That's usually Jim's department to butcher the That's names. That's right. But on his time off, he decided to do something. And he was at like a department store. And uh, you know the escalators that go up? I'm guessing it's a department store. I just see escalators. Instead of doing the traditional way of going up an escalator, he goes on the side of the escalator. He grabs with his hand the railing. And then while he's hanging, goes up the escalator that way. All the way up to the top. This is one thing that kids should not do, and there should not be a challenge on this because people will get hurt. That's but right. But he's strong, and he made all, all the way up to the top of the escalator by dangling on the side where there's no steps, just hanging off the rail and moving on up. 
What kind of an athlete is he? A skier. A skier. So yeah. he's used to lifts. He was just stretching out. <laughs> More than just pretty voices. I'm from Iowa, and I'm just going to say it. I think Iowa has a reputation for being dull. <laughs> you know, we're not a flashy state. We don't drink your fancy sweet tea. This is a breakthrough for Allison. You know that, don't you? <laughs> uh, but when it, something exciting comes out of Iowa, you can count on me to talk about it. And that's how I feel about Mike Wolf and Frank Fritz. You know these guys? Sure. Mike and Frank? No, oh, I know. They're on... They go around get old stuff. Yes, yes. they're the American Picker guys. Mm. It's a reality TV show on the History Channel, and the guys are based in LeClaire, Iowa, but they're on an endless search for junk. We're pickers. We travel the back roads of America looking for rusty gold. We're looking for amazing things buried in people's garages and barns. What most people see as junk, we see as dollar signs. We'll buy anything we think we can make a buck on. And these guys are coming to our area to do some picking. Get out. Yeah, the producers are looking for leads in North Carolina to help Mike and Frank find hidden treasures. So if you know of a barn, an attic, a shed packed with old stuff, you might want to let them know. Oh, my whole house. <laughs> they can drag our junk back to Iowa. There you go. <laughs> Great. There's someone on our staff at his radio who's behind the oh. scenes i think they should because <laughs> yeah. he he finds all this old stuff oh he's one of our engineers he won't let go of any Ted, of it i heard i haven't seen this but i heard he found a fire truck at one time he bought it in his house not it's not in his oh. house i don't know where it is but huh. this was like a few years ago I That's think so that was ted yeah hmm. they should go visit ted i hear his house is like a museum all the stuff he's got. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that ought to be cool. I've never been invited, so I don't know. Me neither. Really? I just read it's about just it. It's an urban legend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's it like over at his house? Allison gets, yeah, in, gets invited there. everywhere. I can say I haven't been to Ted's what? house. Really? You yeah. take muffins there or anything? No, but maybe you'd let Mike and Frank in. Who knows? Probably. That'd be pretty cool. And get him on the show? <sighs> that would be hilarious. That would be, that'd be pretty awesome. Who do we call? You gotta call somebody. Allison. Allison will get it all set I'll up. See what I can do. His morning crew. Ready for the weekend ahead. I know it's been a tough week, but certainly do need this weekend. Genuine faith in Christ will always result in a grateful joy that produces life change. Both legalism and relativism are foolish. The gospel is true wisdom. Our salvation comes not because of our love and faithfulness, but because of God's. That's exactly what Proverbs 16:6 says. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. Now, all week long, we've been going through Timothy Keller's new devotional, God's Wisdom for Navigating Life. It's a year of daily devotions in the book of Proverbs. And I've loved reading your favorite Proverbs. That's what we're asking you to share on our Facebook page in order to win this book. But today's the last day. Yeah, so go to the Facebook 
Facebook page now, and you could possibly win that. Our Facebook page here at His Radio. You know, one thing that stood out to me in this devotional that that Allison was just sharing with you, the fact that there is should be growth in our life, and in the past couple of years, if our friends don't see the joy and the growth that's in our life, where it comes to being patient and peaceful, kind and humble, and having some self-control, well, is there really life change? And that spoke volumes to me in this book as well. God's wisdom for navigating life. It's a, it's a, it's an everyday devotion for an entire year out of the book of Proverbs. You want to win it? Just go on over to the Facebook page. His morning crew. We're talking about teachers, and uh, there are two teachers that. Uh, that well, it must be rough dating another teacher at a school. Because kids, you know, they like rumors and stuff like that. So there's this rumor about these two teachers that are going around. So what's what's a teacher do? They face it head on. That's the best way to do it, is face it head on. So here's what happened. We are a little bit more than dating because I am completely in love with her. to become Mrs. Cypher. <laughs> you think the kids are liking it? He got down on one knee. Now they're hugging. Well, that's one way to bust out the and rumors. The kids didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, right. As you can tell, girls just screaming in the background. Probably most of the guys screaming. But uh, They all kind of yeah. sound the same at that age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not sure what grade this is or even what school it is, but it was, it was put on Facebook, and, of course, everyone's eating it up. Teacher proposing to another teacher in front of the class. Mm. That'll be talked about for at least a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're, I'm thinking. They're the apple of each other's eye. Oh, oh, I get an apple, teacher. Got it. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Duncan Rob is a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Do you remember that funk rock band? Oh, yeah. They're kind of weird. It reminds me of middle school, that song, Give It Away, Give It Away, Give It Away Now. I like how she did that with kind of an Irish accent. Yeah, I didn't recognize it. <laughs> well, Duncan was all excited because he found a bargain on these Red Hot Chili Pepper concert tickets. And they were only about 50 bucks each, which she thought was quite the deal. He had to travel a ways to the concert. Like, he actually had to buy a flight to get to the place where the concert was happening. Wow. And he surprised his boo for uh, Christmas, I think. And uh, it, But it was going to be around Valentine's Day, so he thought it's perfect, you know? It'll be romantic. It'll be special. But he didn't mind all of the hassle because it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, he was excited. But then he got to the concert, and this is what he heard. Is that the opening band? Okay, in case you're not familiar, that is definitely not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't remember them like that. That, my friends is the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Pipers? Pipers. They're a bagpipe band. Really amazing bagpipe band. They're good. 
turns out this is not the first time this has happened or someone has thought they were seeing the Red Hot Chili Peppers and ended up at the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Uh-huh. Clever marketing on their part to get people to their concerts. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. They say they don't want to deceive anyone. They use pictures of the band with uh, their bagpipes and all of their marketing and stuff. Uh -huh. But obviously it doesn't always work. <laughs> I tried that. I have a band called for King and County. <laughs> Rob, Allison, and Jim. I would love for you to meet Tina. Tina has quite an amazing story because her teenager, maybe like yours at some point, came down with the flu, but something completely different happened to Cheyenne. Tina, tell us a little bit about this story about your daughter coming down with the flu and then what happened. Well, um, I believe it was last week. Um, she was diagnosed with the flu. Um, Tuesday, and then four days later, she started having chest pains, heart to breathe, skin ice cold. So Saturday morning, we went, ended up in the ER. Um, she had extremely, uh, her heart rate was like 159, 160 with a blood pressure of extremely low. Uh, and they could not regulate it. They were trying to pump her with medication, trying to regulate her blood pressure with her heart rate because her heart was beating so fast, trying to regulate what little blood she had because nothing was moving around, which left her extremities ice cold. So once that took place um, and she become a little lucid, they knew that she had gone toxic. And then that's when everything, we were kind of not pushed to the side, but moved out of the way and um, everything got crazy. Mm. And now she's at MUSC. We're talking to you while you're at the Ronald McDonald house. As a mom, how are you doing with all of this? Hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't even know how to answer that question. I've felt so many things. I don't think I've allowed myself enough time to completely deplete myself of my emotion. I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to be. Do I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing at this point. Um, I am standing firm on the word. Um, I've had plenty of people, plenty of support, sending me scriptures and whatnot. But there's. Special moments where God gives me a song that have touched my life months ago, and I never knew that he would use it again, even like the song, Even If, was rolling around in my spirit this morning when I woke up, and I was singing as I was getting dressed, and um, I know God is good, um, and he is faithful, and I know that he chose Cheyenne for such a time as this, and this is her portion of advancing the kingdom for his glory. And I'm honored to be her mom and being able to be a part of this. Is it hard? Absolutely. Um, but things aren't always easy when you walk with the Lord, but you're never alone in the midst of it. You, know, you mentioned the songs that are helping you along the way. And I tell you, we were so honored when you messaged us here at his radio, just learning that you're putting earbuds in her ears so that she can listen to the music that can grow her faith a little bit as she's going through this journey right now. Absolutely. You know, when she, you're sedated, I asked the nurse last night, I said, can she dream? And she said, oh, yes. And she said, actually, the medication can heighten her dreams. Um, so regardless of what we're seeing, I know she's very much alive and active inside. And I know her spirit is as well. So we want to feed that spirit. Um, we don't want the spirit to sit idle, not that it does, but we just want we just want to encourage her from the outside going to the inside and just letting her know that she's not alone in everything that she may or may not be feeling. Well, um, Tina, Tina, we want you to know that we've gotten so many calls and texts and emails from people that want to send you encouragement and prayers. What does that mean when you hear about all of that? 
you know, my husband and I, we, I don't have enough time to spend. Facebook's exploded. I mean, I, I just stand in awe at what God's doing. And, and although there's the reality of the things that are going on, there is such excitement because I know if only one person comes to find um, eternity with the Lord out of this, she's done her job. But I don't believe that's it. I believe when God does something, it's always for an audience of a multitude. It's never for one. So um, I'm, I'm, there is excitement, I have to say. You wouldn't necessarily think so in such a grim situation. But you know what? We don't see everything. God has the bird's eye view of everything, and we don't. And that's when we have to trust him and stand on the promises, the whispers that he's given us, because that's where our strength comes from. We're talking to Tina, who is the mom of Cheyenne. She's the high school student, 16 years old, that got the flu and then all of a sudden lands in the hospital in Charleston. Then we hear about a heart surgery or a transplant, but I understand there is good news in that area now, Tina. Uh, yes, we, um, they've decided not to do open heart surgery. They're going to investigate the clots that they've seen in heart. They want to confirm that they are indeed clots. A lot of times when you do an x-ray, it creates a false image, and I'm thankful that they're holding off and not rushing in uh, to do that. So um, we've been through the transplant evaluation. That does not mean that she will need one. It's just if we have to go there, everything's lined up. Um, in saying that, she will be put on the transplant list as early as today or by the end of the weekend. Um, and of course, we don't want to have to look in that direction. We're expecting for complete wholeness and healing of her heart within her own body. Um, but if we have to go there, you know, God's going to walk us through it. and. Um, that's what we're expecting. So, Well, your faith through all of this has really been inspiring for me personally, and I know a lot of others as well. And I uh, want you to know that cards should start rolling in there to the Ronald McDonald House. We've uh, set up a, an address for people. You can just text the word CARD to 800-447-7234 if you want to send a card of encouragement to Cheyenne and Tina and the whole family there. Oh, that's awesome. We just, we greatly appreciate and are overwhelmed by the amount of the response that we've gotten from this, um, support from the community, from friends, from family, from our, uh, it's going global. I mean, this is amazing. And we just thank everybody. We can't say enough about you guys. Well, quickly, we do want to pray for you, Tina and Cheyenne. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift up Tina to you as she is a mom on her knees praying desperately for her baby girl, for Cheyenne. And Father, this 16-year-old in the hospital has the flu, and then we're hearing about open-heart surgery and transplants and everything else, God. I pray, and I think everybody else is who's praying along with us, for your complete healing for Cheyenne, and that a miracle is going to take place that is just going to blow everybody's mind. God, we're standing firm on that belief in Jesus today. So we thank you, God, for what you're going to do. You're clearly in that hospital, and your light is shining in that hospital. And as Tina is at the Ronald McDonald House, uh, she has you there. And I'm so grateful, God. So thank you for Tina's faith. Thank you for healing Cheyenne. We're just going to believe that right now. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We love you, Tina. We're going to keep in touch, okay? Thanks so much. You are so welcome. You hang on there. Again, text the word CARD to 800-447-7234. Let's just shower Tina and Cheyenne with a lot of love. His Morning Crew. I'm excited for this morning. Catching up with the finalists of Imagine Being a Star for a Day, where someone's going to rock the red carpet, interview the stars, 
at the red carpet premiere of I Can Only Imagine. Are you ready to talk to some folks? Yes, I would love that. Okay, this is Abby, right? Okay, so Abby, it's amazing to meet you. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if you're going to win this thing today. I'm great. How are you doing? Really good. Now, okay, so you entered and you're a finalist for Imagine Being a Star for a Day where you could possibly rock the red carpet in Nashville for the I Can Only Imagine movie. Well, thank you. That's super exciting. You, you have an amazing story because I was reading that back in 2002, you were a living donor. I was. I worked at a church daycare throughout, you know, high school and college is kind of what I did. And we had a little boy who just got sick out of the blue. Um, beautiful little redhead with freckles on his face and had been healthy. And then all of a sudden, his liver just failed. Um, his mother was a liver donor. And then that failed. And I ended up driving to NUSC in the middle of the night, didn't know anything about being a liver donor or what that meant, but I felt like God had told me to go. And a matter of like 12 hours, I went from, you know, not knowing anything about it to, to being in an operating room to, to try to help save a beautiful little boy. Um, and God called him home probably a month later. Um, that liver donation was on a March 17th and he passed away on April 10th. And um, I can only imagine was played at his funeral. So. Every time I hear that, I am reminded uh, what God gave me an opportunity to do. Um, I remember Austin's life and that uh, he's whole somewhere else. Um, he's with God and his journey didn't stop when this, his heart stopped beating. Wow, heartbreaking. And that was good night. That was uh, 15 years ago, something like that. It was, it was. I was uh, just out of college. I had just finished college, uh, newly engaged you know, young and, and didn't really understand what I was doing, but I knew God told me to do it. God knew what was planned for Austin was. Um, my little girl that is in that video, uh, her name is Austin, and she's named after him. Aww. And as God would see fit, she was, uh, we knew our second child would be named Austin. Um, first girl or second child was going to be named Austin. And uh, she was born on April 11th. Uh, Austin passed away on an April 10th, and her birthday is April 11th. So I just know God ordained those dates. That wasn't a coincidence that wow. that's Absolutely. her birthday. Oh, I so want her to win. <laughs> I know. Okay. Oh, okay. Me so too. I'm sure. <laughs> so tell you what, Abby, just hang out for a moment or two. We've got a round of questions that Jim Mann's going to give you to yeah, see yeah. if you can win this thing. Questions that everyone should know. Okay. Mm. It'll be easy. I hope so. Well, she's already got an incredible story. <laughs> wow. We should just give it to her now. But we can't. We have finalists. So that's coming up. Okay, okay, that's it. Mornings with his morning crew. Somebody is going to be a star for a day. They can only imagine that. That's the movie. I love it. Big red carpet premieres coming up in just a few weeks. And one of the finalists happens to be Abby. Now, you'll remember if you heard it last week, this this was her entry and her skill set to do the red carpet. This is Abby with his radio, and I'm here live at the red carpet premiere of the movie I Can Only Imagine. And I have with me the amazing, the one and only Priscilla Schreier. Priscilla, you look beautiful tonight. This dress is gorgeous. Can you tell me what your favorite part of these red carpet premieres is? Gosh, I know it's taken forever to get this movie out to the audience. And what is your hope that the audience will walk away from this movie 
with Pink What is it like to work with such talented actresses and actors, especially the super famous Rob Dempsey? Huh? Pink my mom. Gosh, you know, I heard that he swapped out all the donuts with celery. Is that true? Pink my mom. Thank you, Priscilla. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. Okay, that's Abby. <laughs> and and the beautiful Austin playing the role of Priscilla Schreier. Pick my mom. <laughs> yeah. She's got her line down, you guys. She nailed it. Mm -hmm. She could be the star herself. So, uh, Abby is hanging out here with us. She's going to go through a round, some kind of firing question round that Jim's going to give her to make sure that she's able to really do this thing. And that will determine if she's going to rock the red carpet. That's right. Well, you got to know your stuff. You know, if you're going to be working with me, you got to know your stuff. He's coaching the person who actually wins on a couple of things about the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm very uh, serious about this. Coming up just a few moments, we'll find out if Abby the finalist is going to be rocking the red carpet at the I Can Only Imagine movie premiere. His Morning Crew. This is going to be so cool. Someone's going to rock the red carpet. It's Rob, Allison, and Jim. His Morning Crew on his radio. So it might be Abby. Mm. It might not be because Abby's like the finalist, right? Yeah, okay. one of them. So it's time, Abby, that um, we're going to test your knowledge, see how well you might just do on the red carpet, okay? Okay. Jim yeah. is going to be your coach if you win, if you pass the finalist round. And okay. um, he's going to coach you through the whole red carpet thing if you happen to be the one that wins to go. So, okay. uh, Dennis Quaid, I hope that you have a lot of knowledge of this guy. I've been learning a lot lately. So, Jim has a few questions about Dennis Quaid. You've got to get them all right. What is that? I don't, I don't get it. Good point, Dennis. Is Dennis Quaid going to do this all the time? Dreams don't pay the bills. I guess so. So I know it's a little pressure, but you've got to get because them all right. Because Dennis Quaid stars in the movie. We need to yeah. explain that, right? So yeah. you got to have a little okay. knowledge when you go into the red carpet. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody loves mm. Dennis Quaid, right? Right. That, that is correct. Everybody okay. loves Dennis Quaid. She so got the first one right. These should be, <laughs> these should be easy, <laughs> easy questions for you, okay? I'll go easy on okay. you. Okay, so are you ready, Abby? I am ready with my random Dennis Quaid knowledge. All right. Okay, here we go. Okay. What foreign language did Dennis Quaid study? What foreign language? Yeah. Oh, come on, Abby. This is Spanish? <sighs> English? French? Uh, the clock it's is named after a fruit. <laughs> the clock it's named is after what? A type of orange. <laughs> Oh yes, the clock is ticking. Valencia? No, what is? I don't know what a type of orange is. What is? Oh, oh, it's a mandarin. Uh, uh, a mandarin. 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 Who studies mandarin? Yeah, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid does. Apparently. <laughs> well, well, we'll see if you get the other two he, right. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a movie in Mandarin. I will know that now for the red carpet. Would well, you like me to study Mandarin to ask him a question <laughs> in that to see, to see how well he is at it? Okay. Well, sure Google Abby, 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 Abby. Well, hold on, hold on. Don't freak on us. Let's get you two more questions right. here. Okay, let's try the next two. All right, two. ready? What facial feature is Dennis Quaid known for? Feature? Yeah. On his face. Everyone in my life is crazy. He doesn't have a mustache or anything. Maybe his nose, eyes. Everyone in my life is going crazy. Chin. He has a big chin. <laughs> Would that be it? 
Oh man. Oh, like it's, it's, a it's a smile. Like, this is not going so well. It's a smile. Uh, okay, okay. Can we just do one more? Jane? One more. One more. Oh, please. listen. Okay. See, I'm thinking movie questions here. All right, go ahead. Let's go. What is the name of Dennis Quaid's band? It's in the ocean. In the ocean? Yeah. The Pacific? Yeah, they have dorsal fin. Oh, the dolphins? Well, the other ones. They bite. The sharks? Yeah, oh, the sharks! That's it. Oh. Yes. She at least, well, Jim, she at least got one right. So listen, and she's willing I mean, to learn like, Mandarin for you. Yeah, I yes. don't, I don't yes. know. I, I don't know any Mandarin, but surely Google can teach me. I, I can start asking Alexa. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is not going to work out. No. <sighs> she is. She is a finalist. Jim. You're so mean. Uh, I don't. Jim, show her some grace. Come on. I don't. I don't think so. Jim, what? We're just gonna veto it. What? Abby, Abby girl, you're going to the red carpet. Yeah! Awesome! Thank you so much. What? See, you're sitting here fooling me with crazy Dennis Quaid questions. Well, that's because it's Jim. Uh. That's right. You know, my sister-in-law tried to give me Dennis Quaid knowledge last night. Was telling me about that he was married to Meg Ryan and all this stuff. So What's she's gonna be mad that I did not know the answer to these questions. What's her number? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Abby. You're going to Nashville. What do you think Dennis Quaid would say about all of this? I want to thank you for answering my prayer. His <laughs> prayers answer are answered. <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. You'll remember a lot of people fled Puerto Rico because of the aftermath of Hurricane Maria. That was so horrible. Many came to Raleigh, including Natasha and her kids. Now, just the other day, Natasha ran out of money, and they were sadly evicted from the hotel where they were staying. Now, there was an officer that was outside of the hotel. He saw what was going on. He got down on his knees, along with the crying eight-year-old in Natasha's family, and gave him a big hug. Just a huge hug. Now, this little guy is autistic. He has ADHD. His mom, because of finances, can't even afford his medication right now. Officer Alejandro and some friends, they got together. They paid for a few more nights for them to stay at that hotel. And this is what he just told ABC 11 about his thoughts. Being in this position as a police officer, I see the good in all the people in, my, in our community. They got together to help out that family. Even more so, somebody put together a GoFundMe page. The $5,000 goal was very close to being met to help out this family. Mm. Amazing. And I love that he got down. I mean, he literally got down on his knees and just hugged this young man. And there was somebody off in the distance that was witnessing this. Took a video of it and put it up on her Facebook page. And the thing has gone viral. There's kind of all, for all of us, a threat of becoming cold to things of this world. And mm -hmm. it's neat to see that this officer certainly hasn't let his heart be hardened by what he's seen. And he just takes the time to show love to this little boy who really needed it. It is easy to do because so much is going on and bad in this world. And so it's easy to get cold to that. But it's good to see this happen.